The Money Show. The Markets. Uh, and on to Merrill Peck. Now, Merrill is a portfolio manager at the Old Mutual Investment Group. It's been a busy old day. We've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. Maybe we could divide it into that. Certainly in the good column, I would I would put Netcare, a very good set of results out of Netcare today. Merrill, good evening. Good evening, Bruce, and good evening to your listeners. Um, yes, absolutely. And we've seen um, perhaps despite um, the company guiding, yeah, they still managed to surprise the market. Um, looking at the share price performance today, um, with you know good earnings numbers up 27%. Um, and I think if we rewind to three years ago in the midst of COVID global uh, pandemic health crisis and yet the irony being um, that hospital volumes were low, right? Exactly. So um, hospitals became the anti-defensive and the, one of the losers out of a global pandemic because um, the way the business model works, a large portion of the revenue is made from surgeries. Um, and I think what we're seeing now is the result of the steady recovery in hospital occupancies Um those are edging back up to the pre-COVID levels, sitting just below 70%. Um, and with that, operating leverage because um, hospitals are high fixed cost businesses. You know, you've got to keep everything running. You've got to keep your nurses employed. Um, and if patients don't come in, you still have those costs. So we're starting to see revenue recover um, and absorb costs. Worth pointing out, though, that margins are still not um, back at uh, pre-COVID levels. And I think that is something which um, just highlights how tough, for example, it is to um, to, to to produce enough uh, nursing graduates, et cetera, and really staff hospitals quite um, yeah. adequately. There's a lot of competition for that. And I think that is reflecting in the margins, but uh, yeah, quite a, a lovely recovery. And as you pointed out, the mental health hospitals uh, or facilities have even better occupancy than yeah. the general It's tragic, isn't it? But I mean, these guys spotted that trend 10 years ago and began to build out into that space. And, yeah. uh, and it's, I mean, they're meeting a societal need and we're a miserable bunch for, for lots of good reasons. Um, if yeah. we go from the good of Necare maybe to the bad um, of, of the explosives business and the fertilizer mm-hmm. business of Omnia, the Share price went up on the day because actually they're performing very strongly. It's just the prices of the the commodities that they supply explosives into and the price of fertilizers have plummeted um, as Mm. the world has sort of gone more and more crazy in the last two or three years. Mm, Yes. So I think this is um, a good example of, you know, a a good management team making a difference in what is, at the end of the day, a cyclical industry. Um, but I think Steelen and team are, are quite aware of the cyclicality. Um, and to some extent, there was an elevated level of demand, again, over that COVID period. Um, um, very limited imports during that time because of all the supply chain disruptions. So really, any stock that local farmers or local mining companies could get their hands on, they were taking from local producers. Now, we know supply chain disruptions have by and large um, normalized. And at the same time, the commodities in question uh, prices have begun to normalize. So it's a double whammy, both price coming off and volume coming off. Um, it's a mixed bag. You know, the, the agri division, well, revenues down across all the divisions, agri division profits 
down quite a bit. Yeah. Mining division actually profits up, yeah. which talks to the profitability and um, the work they've done to make that business less um, less cyclical. And then the worst performer, but also the smallest in the group, being the the chemicals division. Pro- profits have all but evaporated in that division. But I think the theme that has been driving um, Omnia and, and has made it more resilient. Because really, given given the pressure to come off with a uh, you know only a single digit move on the earnings line is quite impressive. So I think they've managed their balance sheet much better than we've seen um, the company do in the past under prior management. They've managed their working capital very well, and um, they have been steadily working to decrease the cyclicality of the business by moving into more specialist products where they can actually charge a higher margin. And those volumes and the demand from those clients um, you know, is stickier. So it's a small portion of the business for now, but there is certainly a, an intelligent strategy in place to become less cyclical within yeah. a cyclical industry. Uh, and then we've gone from the good to the bad to the ugly, and Astral Foods for the first time in its 23-year history yes. is seeing, seeing a loss and just the, the catastrophe of multiple negative events yeah all happening at the same time. Um, and yeah. really, I mean, what a, a dreadful period to have to trade through. Yeah, I mean, you know, so there's very little, I think, that 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 management can control in this industry. You know, they can be operationally efficient, um, certainly, but, geez, um, where do you want to start? You know, you you sell something which ultimately you don't control the price of. Your largest inputs um, are, you know, commodities that you don't control um, the price of in terms of the feed. Um, you have a heavy reliance on electricity, you know, in terms of your broiler system. And we've had unprecedented levels of load shedding and having to make the tough decision between, you know, continuing your operations versus spending um, and, and therefore spending a lot on diesel or actually just shutting and, and um yeah, having smaller, um, you know, yeah, smaller production levels, and um, then of course uh, avian flu. So I think it's been a calamitous, a calamitous year. Um, and you know, the question is, can it get any worse from here? For a speculative investor, you've got to probably just look and say, well, what is in the price at this level? Is it cheap enough? I wonder, Meryl Peck. It's, you know, I don't find chicken a particularly attractive industry for all the things that I've yeah. described. Um, so I tend to stay away from it. But for those who feel that they understand the industry, the commodity drivers and, um, you know, everything is cheap enough, just don't forget to sell something as cyclical as the chicken industry when it does recover. Thank you, Meryl Peck, who's a portfolio manager at the Old Mutual Investment Group. Comments this evening coming through on my um, fury at comments by the minister in the presidency accusing the private sector of trying to break the country. Uh, JKL comes through on a WhatsApp this evening saying your bias toward the private sector is coming through very strongly. You should read my books. Uh, this, uh, this load shedding was created to allow the private sector to play in the power generation space. Oh, please, if you truly believe that get a nice cool drink and a nice damp cloth find a dark room and a comfy couch put the damp cloth on your forehead and relax and and calm down because you are deluded i agree with you that any banks implicated in uh, rand fixing should pay up absolutely and the individuals 
uh, found to be um, complicit in currency fixing should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law and their hides should be figuratively nailed to the door of the institutions they represented. I couldn't agree with you more. But the minister in the presidency is way out of order this evening. She really is way out of order in that statement of accusing the private sector of being trying to break the economy. It's the stuff. Oh, but completely and utterly bananas.